Welcome to History Class After Hours. I'm Joseph Farah, and joining me is Brian. Hello. We're ending the year with a bang. Literally or figuratively? I don't know at this point. Okay. Figurative. (laughs) Um, So we are going to talk about one of the great New Year years worries something ever. It's something that happened. Something that happened, a lot of people were concerned because of the new year. Y2K. Have you ever heard of Y2K? Oh, I guarantee you there was. Have you ever heard of Y2K? I've heard of it. I don't know what it is. Stands for year 2000. Okay, that that makes sense. It was also known as the Millennium Bug. But everyone abbreviates Y2K because it sounds better than the Millennium Bug. That does, yeah. Um, so Y2K was a thing where everybody was like, uh-oh, world's coming to an end. Not everybody. Some people. Why would they? I mean, the world didn't come to an end like last millennia. It didn't. Cal- and like the calendar system isn't like. But we are going to talk about why this occurred. Okay. I was I was a senior in high school. Everyone's like, uh-oh. All right, here we go. Right. So, like I said, Y2K, also known as the Millennium Bug, referred to a potential computer problem, which may have resulted when dates used in computer systems moved from the year 1999 to 2000. In the early days of electronic computers, memory was expensive, so in order to save space, programmers abbreviated the four-digit year designation and stored only the final two digits. For example, computers recognized 98 as 1998. How programs interpreted 00 when the date changed to the year 2000? Would 00 be translated as 0000, 1000, 1900, or 2000? Early in 1999, Computer Chronicles host Stuart Chaffee became aware of the possible problem when he received a credit card from a major gasoline company with an expiration date of 1000. Oh. Yes. You can see where this is going. Yeah. Mainframe computers in use um, in important areas such as banking, utilities, communications, insurance, manufacturing, and government were, were considered the most vulnerable. The problem was not only with systems running conventional software, but it extended to devices such as medical equipment, temperature control systems, and elevators, basically anything that used computer chips. Okay. I mean, I don't see why elevators would need to keep a date. (laughs) All right. The fear was that when clock struck midnight on January 1st, 2000, Affected computer systems unsure of the year would fail to operate and cause massive power outages, transportation systems to shut down, banks to close, widespread chaos would ensue, anarchy. Okay, so it's a technology thing. Yes. Uh, not like a Mayan calendar says the world will end in 2010 kind of thing. No, it was like, all oh, the computers will shut down, planes will be falling out of the sky, trains will be exploding. Right. Just just pure chaos. That's what they were, the doomsdayers were saying. Um, so, um, 
In October 1998, the U.S. government passed the Year 2000 Information and Readiness Disclosure Act. The purpose of the act was to encourage companies to share information about the status of the Year 2000 compliance efforts. It also provided some protection against false compliance statements and limited liability for companies issuing Year 2000 readiness disclosures. By December 1998, in response to the growing uncertainty regarding the effect of Y2K on the world economy and the physical infrastructure, the UN even convened. They did something. Finally. It's about time. Wow. Convened an international conference on Y2K for its members to share information about reports and remediation efforts. Oh, so they just talked about it. They didn't actually do anything. Yeah, you're right there. So, classic UN. What do they do? They just talk. Uh, it's kind of a... And sometimes humanitarian. So, Maybe they just talk. It's kind of just like a... People have just, I think, realized now that they don't do anything. Yeah. So it's just kind of a organization that's there. Yeah. I mean, because literally, when was the last time they actually stopped aggression like, from occurring? Korean War, but they didn't really... Stop it. They didn't really stop it. They yeah. just sent in troops. Vietnam, they were involved in at first. Yeah. I don't know. That's a discussion for another time. Yugoslavia, maybe? They got troops yeah. there to maintain peace, but Cyprus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cyprus. That's like the only thing that can <laughs> stop violence. All right. Fear of system failures. Many people fear that essential computer systems, uh, specifically those managing utilities, financial transactions, communication networks could fail as they rolled from 1999 to 2000. Um, so a lot of people thought that the stock market would crash, like literally, and they wouldn't be able to get it back online and that the entire banking system would fail because banks were no longer really using paper Oh, yeah. Records. There. Everything was yeah. digital at that point. Um, yeah, so there was a lot of panic there. Um, preparation for worst case scenarios. Individuals and businesses stockpiled essential goods such as food, water, in anticipation of potential disruptions to supply chains. Some people withdrew significant amounts of cash from banks as a precautionary measure. Companies invested substantial resources in Y2K remediation efforts to minimize those risks, though. So you start be, you start really seeing the uh, birth of the doomsday prepper. That this is what starts. It all. This is kind of what starts it all. Yeah. Um, when writing this, a lot of the crazy that we see today, I feel this would be the origin story. All right. Yes. Um, media amplification uh, played a significant role in the panic. Uh, sensationalized stories about the potential consequences of the millennium bug, coupled with doomsday scenarios, heightened public anxiety. The constant coverage contributed to a sense of urgency and concern. Shocking, the media blowing something out of proportion. Whoa, that's never happened. No, that still doesn't happen. Not at all. Not at all. Um, I think even Time Magazine had a, a, a cover and it had a guy who was like, the end is here. Y2K, like they even were like into it. Man. Everybody was into it. And then, of course, media uh, TV shows started kind of poking fun at it, though. I think that's the... The Simpsons yeah, episode? Uh-huh. 
It was, I think it was one of their Halloween <coughs> episodes. It was one of their Halloween episodes. Okay. Where, like the ball just stops and then everyone thinks it's still 1999. And like, yeah. I think there was a Drew Carey show about Y2K. Maybe. Great show. Underrated. Um, so government businesses and organizations worldwide engage in extensive preparation and remediation efforts to address the problem. This heightened activity, while essential for mitigating risk, also contributed to the perception of an impending crisis because people were like, whoa, the world's working together to fix this. It must be a real big issue. Ah. Yes. Um, some individuals and groups made apocalyptic predictions suggesting that the Y2K problem could lead to catastrophic events, including widespread, like I said, power outages, transportation failures, social anarchy, dogs playing with cats. It's just all going bad. Fam favorite Bill Murray line from Ghostbusters. Uh, Mass I, hysteria, dogs playing, whatever. I haven't seen Ghostbusters. I've You've seen never seen one. the original? No, I've oh. seen it. I just, not uh, in a really long uh, time. I watched it like seven times over Halloween. Um, while these predictions were largely unfounded, they added to an overall sense of panic. Um, you also had a lot of, re not a lot, but you had some major religious institutions saying like, this is the end the rapture is coming some like pretty high, like preachers with a large following. I put it that way. We're saying that type of stuff. Okay. Yes. Like, so that just added to the panic as well. Yeah. Um, and then you get just this, uh, and an economy is created based off Y2K scare. All right. Um, you're going to get a bunch of books written about Y2K survival. How to Survive Y2K. Um, most of the books that came out were relatively in title and theme. Um, some titles were Y2K Survival Guide, Y2K Personal Survival Guide, Y2K Personal Survival Kit, a Y2K Financial Survival Guide, Y2K Survival Guide and Cookbook. <laughs> cookbook costs an extra 50 uh -huh. And... Uh, the Y2K cookbook was like how to how to cook with like K rations oh. and like MREs and things like that. Um, so you just add boiling water. Yeah, pr pretty much. And then there was also um, Y2K for dummies, ah. which were my favorite books in the 90s. I don't think they sell them anymore, but they had like these books for everything. It was like, I think they do. Do they really? Yeah. I mean, I've seen them at like, like the library. Okay. Before, yeah. It's like. How to install a refrigerator for dummies. Yeah, yeah. I've, seen, I've seen those. And they're always like super big mm -hmm. for like the most mundane <laughs> tasks. Uh, there are even two family survival guides, one which had a forward by none other than Leonard Nimoy. Nimoy. Spock. Yeah. Spock's getting in on it. He even created a VHS version of it. You can find it on YouTube. It's hilarious. Um, most of the people writing these books had no knowledge of technology uh, they were just kind of writing them that makes sense. um they also didn't really know how computers worked also makes sense uh-huh um but they saw an opportunity to make money off the paranoia of others yep it's like no that one's ever done that before oh it's like that there was this this mega preacher in florida it was probably five or ten years ago and he he said he 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 looked through the Bible, and he added up the numbers 
which I don't know what that means. I think I, it, like, he said he predicted the rapture. Yeah, like, he predicted when the when the rapture was coming. Yeah, yeah I, I heard. That. And but then this this person who in, in like Vermont started like emailing all the people within the 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 church saying, "I'll take care of your animals once you get raptured. Just you just got to pay me two hundred fifty dollars up front." And they made like a, a bunch of money off it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, all right. Um, some of the book's agendas uh, stemmed from distrust in the federal government. In the book, Y2K Tidal Wave, it was speculated that then President Bill Clinton was willfully discouraging companies from solving the crisis so he could declare martial law. What is with crazy people always thinking that's what the president wants to do. Yeah. I feel like that's always like head up in a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Just, this is all happening because the president wants to declare martial law. Why? Like, I, I so like I said, this is the kind of feel like the precursor yeah. to a lot of the craziness we see today. Um, another book called Y2K gold rush. Um, all it does is tell people to buy gold. Um, entire book. Yeah, it's just like buy gold, buy gold, buy gold, 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 gold. Um, the guy that wrote it though, but spent 88 months in prison for tax related crimes. Ah, so he didn't buy gold. Um, in the Y2K family survival guide, it would uh, suggest that a family of four would need to have 40 pounds of potatoes, 15 pounds of dried beans, 90 pounds of vegetables, 12 loaves of bread, Four pounds of coffee and a gallon of shortening to get through the crisis. Because I was anticipating that the whole supply chain and food industry would collapse. I feel like 90 pounds of vegetables is kind of wasteful because, like, what if they just, like... Rot in, like, yeah, a, a exactly. month? I would think so. all 90 pounds of Because my guess is if the um, food industry is that hampered, the electrical grid must be down. Yeah, so yeah. you can't really refrigerate anything unless you're somehow like off the grid in 2000. It was even suggested to purchase a cow or a goat so you could get dairy. No chickens, though. I would think chickens would be the way to go. Well, with chickens, you can't get dairy, but you can get free eggs. So. Mm -hmm. On the stranger side or softer side, any way you want to put it, um, there was a book called Y2K Made Simple. It suggested people take up hobbies that did not need electricity, such as crocheting, singing, and as the author put it, catching up on dead tree reading. Huh. <laughs> what is Paper. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, as new millennium approached, governments, businesses, organizations worldwide embarked on the extensive effort to address the problem. Um, this involved a comprehensive assessment of computer systems, identification of vulnerable components, and a development and implementation of basically plans to fix it. Um, the scale of this endeavor was unprecedented, with significant financial resources dedicated to ensuring a smooth transition into the year uh, 2000. Government agencies played a crucial role in coordinating these efforts. Awareness campaigns were launched to inform the public about potential disruptions and steps taken to mitigate the problem. International collaboration was fostered to share information as people were finding out ways to fix the problem. Uh, total cost of the work done in preparation was likely $300 billion. Damn. U.S. alone estimated, esti basically spent an estimated $134 billion prepping for Y2K. 
13 billion. 13 billion was to fixing the problem. What were the other billions? I don't know. Buying generators? I don't know what we were doing. Buying 90 pounds of vegetables for every person? Bunkers? Uh, yeah. So, the day comes. December 31st, 1999. I was at a Metallica concert. That's how worried I was. At the Silverdome. With 100,000 people. That's cool. New Year rang in. Guess what happened? Nothing. Nothing. All their guitars still worked. Everything still worked. Uh, there were some minor problems. All right. Uh, the U.S. Naval Observatory, which runs the master clock that keeps the country's official time, gave the date on its website as January 1st, 1900. The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives cannot register new firearms uh, dealers for five days because their computer computers failed to recognize dates on applications. Um, 150 Delaware Lottery Racino slot machines stopped working. We're getting, oh, no. we're getting big time here. Machines. In New York, a video store accidentally generated a $91,000 late fee for someone because oh, it said that the tape was 100 years overdue. <laughs> uh, in Tennessee, this one's kind of eh. Uh, Y-12 National Security Complex stated that a Y-2K glitch caused an unspecified malfunction in a system for determining the weight and composition of nuclear substances at a nuclear weapons plant. That's not good. Although the United States Department of Energy stated they were still able to keep track of all material, it was resolved within three hours, no one at the plant was injured, and the plant continued carrying on normal functions. That had to be in Oak Ridge, if I had to guess. Where? Oak Ridge, Tennessee. I don't know where that is. Oh, it's where we build all our nukes. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, in Chicago, for one day, the Chicago Federal Reserve Bank could not transfer $700,000 from tax revenue. Problem was fixed the following day. Additionally, another bank in Chicago could not handle electronic Medicare payments until January 6th, during which time the bank had to rely on sending process claims on diskettes. At this time, we had these things called floppy disks. Ah, uh, I don't know. Mm. That's why the save button looks like yeah. a disc. That's what they looked like. They weren't floppy at this time, though. They, were, they had a hard plastic cover on it. Yeah, that's what I was always confused about. Like, why are they called floppy Back discs? in the 80s, they were. Oh, and they were, like, yeah. this big. Oh, man. They were, like, yeah, they were, like, six by six inches. Wow. And they were literally floppy. And then they got smaller, and they, yeah. Yeah, I only know of, like, the. 90s yeah, just carry those around. So flash drive. Uh, the New Mexico Motor Vehicle uh, the New Mexico Motor Vehicle dis, uh, Division was temporarily unable to issue new driver's license. Oh no! Only for a couple hours. So who was getting a driver's license at midnight? <laughs> I want to get the first one of the year. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Um. The campaign website for U.S. United States presidential candidate Al Gore gave the date as 3 January 1900 for a short time. Come on, Al. You invented the Internet. You should have had that figured out. Wait, like, so. Al Gore famously said he invented the Internet and it was always joked about because he did not invent the Internet. Yeah, but like, like he like just did that himself. 
Like, it wasn't a computer. He just did 19100. Just... No, his website did. Oh, his yeah. website. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. I thought it was just him in general. Like, like on his letters, he would write 19100. Or I don't know. Chocolatier Godiva reported that cash registers in its American outlets failed to operate. Oh, no. They first became aware of this and determined the source of the problem on January 2nd and immediately began distributing a patch. A spokesman reported that they restored all functions by January 3rd. Uh, Credit card companies MasterCard and Visa reported that as a direct result of the Y2K glitch, for weeks after the year rollover, a small percentage of customers were being charged multiple times for transactions. and then Microsoft reported after the year rolled over, Hotmail. Wow, because everyone uses that. They did back then. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought they like were using Yahoo or something. I have Yahoo. It was either Yahoo or Hotmail wow. or AOL. AOL is still a thing. All right. Um, Hotmail email sent in October 1999 or earlier showed up as having been sent in 2099. Although this did not affect the email's contents or the ability to send and receive emails. So, yeah, those were the major disruptions of Y2K. So not that bad. Not that bad. Yeah, that was kind of iffy. But so then you had all these people in their fallout shelters like, well, it's going to end. We're all going to die. They start looking for another. can't use Hotmail. No. (laughs) No, they could use Hotmail. It just yeah. said that it was sent in 2099. We can't use the slot machines. <laughs> no. So there it is. Y2K. The New Year's scare. 1999. That wasn't actually anything to worry about. Correct. We all partied like to quote Prince. It was 1999. Uh-huh. Doo, doo, doo. I had a big man dropped on my head at the Metallica concert. <laughs> he weighed like 300 pounds. Oh, man. And then he fell straight to the concrete. That was my experience. But anyway, thank you for listening and have a happy new year. Thank you for tuning in to History Class After Hours, the show where we talk about the things your history teachers didn't have time to teach you. If you wanted to stay updated on upcoming events for the History Club, please visit www.starsmillhistoryc.wixsite.com forward slash 2020. If you liked this episode, please share it with your friends and subscribe to our channel on iTunes Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Be on the lookout for new episodes, and we'll be posting every week. Until next time, stay curious.